0: The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to Geico.com today.
1: We're back. Day two of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. You know the crew, me, and TMR, hanging with you on Tuck Tuesday. You're a big Lakers guy. How was my LeBron impression? <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Um, it was better
2: here than I think it would be on the court, which is fair. You and I still, good, have you do our, still have to do our one-on-one game. Yeah. Although I have to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous about our one-on-one game earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. So uh me, Daniel, Mike Clay and and uh, Thirsty Kyle went on to play a little 2 on 2. Okay. <laughs> um, it's already a good story. And well, first off, like I'm old. I got winded. I mean, they're all like I, I I got it I got burned. winded like halfway through. Um, <laughs> but uh Secret Squirrel is actually Secret Shooter. Really? He could not miss. Like you would not believe it. Secret Squirrel was draining threes. That was weird. You I mean, were, no, that was like,
0: totally average. That's what I normally do.
2: You literally did not miss.
0: Yeah, Blake Griffin. I'm a shooter. Andre Drummond. Right. Daniel Dopp.
2: You have no idea. That's a big, big three. shot. I grew first, up
0: watching Chauncey. Come on, guys.
2: Thirsty Kyle is a is a, is a, a little pass foul first. hoppy. Pass first. F- He's a little foul.
1: Happy. I'm giving up some size here. I
2: understand. You got a little slappy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have nothing in the way of size, so you're, you're taking me in. The Seymour pain. Hoffman in Along Came Polly.
2: Yeah, pretty much. One of the
1: greatest scenes of yeah. all time in any movie. Rest in peace, Phillips from Hoffman.
2: I will say, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, rest in peace for him. Uh, great actor. But thirsty Kyle, I have to. I hate to admit this. Totally stuffed
1: me. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it has blocked, it blocked like me.
1: Matthew on those Twitter. Had to make it yeah, something like that. He's thirsty. Kyle.
2: Yeah, he um we had this debate at the show pod. How tall are you, Thirsty Kyle? We literally said like he could be anywhere from like six foot to five six. Like, on. Just you, like I don't know, just because of you have a you have an uh Yeah what what's going on over back there? Anyway, anyway, how tall are you, Thirsty Kyle?
1: You know, five eleven on a very, very That's good day. That's what I said. Five tens probably because accurate. Because
2: you're thin, you're very thin. You have a yeah, thin frame sure, and sure. you have a young face, but Appreciate you're that. you're tall. And so, anyway, yeah. Small bone is the is the small, appropriate terminology.
1: By by sure. way. We, we, stick small small we stick together. We stick together. Oh, they'll say this. Thirsty Kyle was a better basketball player than you would think. I'm not surprised by that. Kyle yeah. loves his basketball, and Kyle is in the gym. Uh, I go to the gym each morning. Sure. Kyle is like, by the time I get into the gym, Kyle's already finishing up. He dude wow. is—he's a, a specimen. He is impressive. We've Ooh, got some news, which reminds me, thirsty Kyle,
2: we should figure out if we can get my badge to work at the gym. It has. Yeah, has, yeah it. we got to work on that. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah they, they, right. they have fresh fruit on Friday. You should go Ooh, on Friday it and be good Friday. for you. Get I a man on that. Get a pear uh, and, that on, yeah. and, and and lift some biceps. Someone put or something.
2: that uh, put that on my schedule. All right, we got All some right.
1: news here. Major, major news because in two weeks from today, two weeks. Two weeks. We are coming too. Is it the greatest city on earth? I don't know. Whatever. That's subjective. It's the, the biggest city, that, city on earth.
2: It's the city that never sleeps. Is what it is. It's That's the Big right. Apple.
1: The Big Apple, New York City. We are coming for you for the fourth consecutive summer for a live show. August sixth. No. August twentieth. Today is August sixth. August twentieth. August we are coming to you. The location is the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. The doors open at six thirty. The show begins at seven thirty. It will be raucous if it's anything like Detroit, which was incredible. It's going to be the night of the evening, the event in of the year in New
0: York City. I'm sorry. Did you say it's going to be the night of the evening? I All just right. want to go back to that. Yeah, Daniel, real fast. Can
1: you stop with your particulars here? It okay. is going to be the event of the year in New York <laughs> it City. Is, it is. I, I would.
2: I would like to say here, Field, that mispronouncing things and mangling ma- and mangling the English language is sort of my thing. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Stay Matthew's in your lame. lane.
1: Okay. <laughs> Stay in your lane. The doors open at 6.30. The show begins at 7.30. You can buy your tickets at TicketWeb.com That is TicketWeb.com and search for ESPN's fantasy-focused football. Limited supply. They'll sell out fast. We look forward to seeing you there, and we promise we won't suck.
2: Yeah, there you go. August 20th, New York City at the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. TicketWeb.com Come see us out.
0: Not
1: the, place, not the All right, let's all right. begin with some news, and I'm going to pull out my phone here. I'm trying to yep. lose Twitter less during the podcast this year. I'm an easily distracted like young man. I'm trying to do this, though, but I'm going to the page. Uh, I'm on page. the IG
2: all the time. Right, you I'm are. Matthew Berry, TMR. I'm trying to, what do you think? So I'm que- a question. While you're looking it up, I, I so I'm at 997 on Twitter. I'm 3,000 away from a million. Wow. But, I'm, but I'm at 86,000 on Instagram. So I'm like 14,000 away from 100K on the IG. And I'm trying to figure out which one will get there first. Like those are my two goals. I'd like I like to get a to a million and a hundred k. My IG grows faster than in, uh, Twitter. I feel like Twitter doesn't grow that much these days. Sure, I go with Twitter. or maybe it's just it's my only... own personal. Maybe it's only my own, my personal account doesn't grow that much.
0: I'm just gonna say this: the idea that you could get to a hundred thousand on Instagram, where it's like people want to actually look at pictures of you of attractive people, It's a much uh, bigger deal for you to be at a hundred thousand than a million on Twitter. I'm
2: saying like I I can't tell you like I'll have friends that like tag you know other friends in. And I'll, I'll look and I'll be like, Oh, this person I've never heard of has 400,000 followers on Twitter. I, I feel like everyone does.
1: Dude, you gotta be better at video games. Like get good at video games. Yeah. People love you. Like I find like that kid who won three million bucks for playing Fortnite, 16 years old. Yes. Better to be good at video games than be good at like golf or tennis or other individual sports in our next life. Anyways. Okay. Back to Twitter. I'm at Field Yates. I'm trying to grow my following to like 6,000. Matthew's going for a million. Stop it. Anyways. Stop it, Yeah, You're the
2: fastest-growing account at ESPN. Oh, I'll take you that. and you and Mina. That's a true story. You and Mina Kimes.
1: Did you have like a metric behind
2: this? No, we get Kyle. we get we get re- we get reports from the social team. Are you not on those email distribution lists?
1: No, I love this. Is I this, will show is this you this fact.
2: Legitimately, like I get an email every Monday from the social team, and I think a lot of people do that. That ranks all the ESPN talent in terms of their engagement, their followers, how many they've gamed, and everything like that for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you and Mina Kimes, along with the obvious ones, you know, Schefter, Woj, Stephen A., like, they all crush as well. But you and Mina are among the highest risers all, every week, all the time, uh, on on Twitter.
1: Well, thank you. This is a great email that I'd love to be a part of going okay. forward. Also, just so you know,
0: Mina Kimes was higher on the top 40 under 40 for sports media, just so. Which
2: is true. What? And, by the way, deservedly so. Yeah. I voted for her. She's okay. incredible.
1: Well, age and beauty before whatever I am right here. Anyways, Yes. Mina, shout out to you. Trey Wingo this morning, the great yes. Trey Wingo of Golik and Wingo fame and many other things. At Wingo's. Noted per Josina Anderson. Ezekiel, Zeke is not going to play in 2019 without a contract. With the legendary gift from Anchorman of, boy, that escalated quickly. Right. Um, Anyways, Josina topped that tweet and said a source added, They still think Ezekiel Elliott not playing is not likely at this time, given the same sentiment that Jerry Jones wants to get a deal done. Context: These comments only came to me this am in response to me asking if Eric Dickerson's statements yesterday are true. Does anybody here smart enough to know what Eric Dickerson's statements were yesterday? Okay, Thirsty Kyle, see if we can do a quick Twitter search on that. But in any event, Matthew. But hey, listen, so here was what was introduced: the right. idea of him not playing this year, hundred percent.
2: So I mean, I I, I saw that this uh, headline go wide that Ezekiel Elliott saying purge of Cena Anderson that. Uh, He will not play in 2019 without a new contract. But again, Josina walked that back a little bit more and or just provided more context, I think is a better way to phrase that, as you just said, which is that they still expect it's more likely that he plays than not. Jerry Jones has uh, expressed a willingness to get the deal done. Um, Thirsty Kyle has popped this up on the screen. Apparently, yeah, I Dicker- got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you had, I was going to
1: say, Eric Dickerson, I talked to Zeke's agent yesterday and he said, it's possible. It really is possible he will miss some games. He wants to play, but this is business. Zeke's the best player on that football team. If he misses four weeks, I guarantee you they'll probably win one. That was Eric Dickerson on Undisputed on Fox Sports One yesterday. So right. that's the context to which Josina was responding with more context regarding Ezekiel
2: saying Evans. we, we, She's saying more like more likely than not it gets done. There is a willingness there on the Cowboys side to get something done. Jerry Jones as well. So the hope is obviously that they work something out and he's in camp. Having said that, this is what I tweeted out. And we talked about this yesterday. But until Ezekiel Elliott is in camp, yeah. there is real risk in drafting him. And I So my top 200 is out now on ESPN.com. And I dropped Ezekiel Elliott, whose current ADP on ESPN is number two overall. Yep. The number two running back and number two overall. I dropped him to number seven overall and uh I have him as my number five running back. So I have I'm, a thought I'm, I'm, here.
1: Yeah, go ahead. My thought is this is that I don't know that I'm gonna change my rank of Ezekiel Elliott from running back four and five overall up until the day before the season at this point. And here's the reason why. Okay. If he shows up the week of of, of week one, Monday of week one, I'm all the way back in. Sure, of course. If a deal so for me, but, I understand why. And I guess, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe well, I'll wait until late yeah? August. Late August.
2: Okay, but let me ask you something. So okay. you said
1: you have him at number four overall. Yep, uh, right? four amongst running backs, yes.
2: Fourth amongst running backs, and I assume fourth overall? I think or? five overall. Well, yeah. Five overall. So Devontae a, Adams slides Devontae in Adams so I hope. If you knew today, yep. if when we get off the air, Schefter or Jocina or Dan Graziano or one of our great insiders, you, one of, what somebody breaks the news. Ezekiel Elliott, new contract extension. He is back in camp tomorrow. Crank right. it up. Where do you rank him? Okay so you've discounted him already so a little bit just, yeah a but little I think
1: bit. W- that's the point but, so, but, that's but, that's, because... but my point
2: is so it's just about how much risk right? right you you've literally we we're both saying like we think there's risk there we both dropped him lower than we we'd have him if he was in camp today right it's just you've dropped him a little less You've dropped him less than I've dropped him.
1: I have dropped him from two to four, and here's the reason why. I could already make a case for either of the players that I have now ahead of him, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Sure. If you want to talk to me, like I could make a very compelling case for any of those three players, of and Saquon is number one overall. It's pretty of course. easy for me to do. So the discount on Zeke is not significant as of yet. I'm going to amend what I but said you, earlier. But you put Devontae Adams ahead of him. Uh, Yes, for now, for now, for now. Okay. But I think I might just leave it there until... The Sunday before the regular season, which is the day that all those, you know, Saturday is the day of all the the final cuts, and then Sunday, rosters start to, start to take shape. Many drafts are conducted yeah. Sunday through th- uh, Wednesday night of that week. And the reason why, Matthew, is that if something happens up until that point, like, if if I'm drafting before then, yes, of course I have to, dis- you have to account for the possibility of Zeke missing games. But... If you are more patient and you're waiting until then, then I'm just going to leave him right there because if he, I think the closer we get to the season beginning, the more likely that these conversations heat up and talks get going again and the Cowboys become a bit more desperate as they look at their backfield and they say, all right, well, like, I know Zeke wants a lot of money, but we stink without him. Right. That's where I think it gets more real.
2: Last question then for you and we'll move on because we talked about this a lot yesterday and we talked about it. Right. And we talked about it in the context of Melvin Gordon as well. Um, If you're drafting today, because there are some people that draft early for various reasons because of timing, schedules, it's when anyone can get together. It's, you know, um, if you're drafting today. Yep. And you do wind up with Zeke, whether you draft him seventh overall where I have him, five overall where you have him, he drops to some point where you just can't, um, yeah, you have to take him at some point, you know, uh, who are you drafting, if anyone, as his handcuff? Are you drafting Alfred Morris? Are you drafting Tony Pollard? Are you drafting Darius Jackson? Like, where do you see the current Cowboys running back situation? Because whoever is the starting running back for the Cowboys right. should have significant value. Not Ezekiel Elliott value, but significant value.
1: Right. So you'll never forgive Alfred Morris for last year. I will never not love Alfred Morris for last year. So I'm taking Alfred <laughs> Morris merely to spite
2: you. No, more seriously, Matthew. Fair. By the way, it's... and. To be clear on this, I want to just be clear. It's not Alfred Morris's fault. I blame Kyle Shanahan. That rent is really about Kyle Shanahan. Ooh, I wonder if that ever in really the inbox because, of Kyle Shanahan. Um, uh, probably not. But because no, <laughs> so look, Alfred Morris. He only got one snap. That was the argument. That was like uh, no, you know, it was amazing. Like, right. It was amazing. Okay, back to the point. And it here. was a crazy deep league. So for not, people are asking, why was I starting Alfred Morris? Not insanely Alfred deep. Alfred
1: Morris is my pick. Okay. I I'm don't intrigued feel, by Tony Pollard. Yeah, I think the most upside for like big plays is Tony Pollard. The problem is I think Tony Pollard's also the guy that has the least chance to carry the ball 15 to 20 times in a game if Zeke sits. Moving target for me, yeah. Darius Jackson is my answer as of right now, Sure, but he's, been, run, he's night, been running with the ones. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. take some time on Thursday night to actually watch these guys and see how the Cowboys run when they have, maybe maybe not even this Thursday night, but... As preseason evolves, yeah. see who actually runs with the ones in games. Let's move but along.
2: I, but I think it's just important to, to put a bow on this. Is just like the headline that's going to get all the news is he won't play without a new contract. But again, just I think I, it's more important nuance to, to it. right? More nuance to it. I think it's important. Follow at Josina Anderson
1: on Twitter where she's provided some more context. Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, has said recently that I don't think I'll be running as much as I did last year. Yeah. Which is interesting, Matthew, because like four days before that, his head coach was <laughs> like, hey, if yeah. Cam Newton's at the rushing attempts mark for quarterback at 139, John Harbaugh said, I'd bet the over on that one. I'd yeah. bet the over for sure. Right. Classic case of he said, he said. Right. So let's just sort of use this as a jumping off point to discuss the Mar Jackson this year. Okay. Where do you think he lands? Do you think that?
2: Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Uh, by the way, do you think uh, Harbaugh is is pro sports gambling? I, I Saying that he think bet so. the over.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, does he like renew his vows yearly yeah. with his wife in Vegas? Yeah. Although he could do it in like thirteen states now, and it's all legal, right? hundred percent. He probably watches Daily Wager. That's a good point, on Doug. Kazarian. ESPN
2: News, our friend Doug.
1: Um, so Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think Matthew that it's going to be. Here's the limiting factor on Lamar Jackson. Is that they can talk about his progress and his improvement as a passer, and they can talk about the weapons they've added in the passing game this year. I'm not sure that you can teach above average passing. Like he may just be is what he is. he may just be what he is, right? Right. A, a, an incredible athlete, arguably the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL, arguably right. And just a guy that will never be able to cut it as a thrower. And along those lines, Matthew, like they're going to have to just run the football a ton. You and I were talking about this before the show. John Harbaugh made a comment at one point to the effect of like. They want to revolutionize offensive football, or yeah. something along those lines. Re- revolution was involved, um, right? I mean, so it's interesting. I have heard
2: from two different, separate sources okay. this year, but they're not sources that I usually. I don't want to say they're untrustworthy, but they're not sources that I usually go to. Gotcha. They're not usually so, my go-to sources, right? So, well, you're, Raven you're raving the
1: mascot. <laughs> it's it's
2: it's it's two random Reddit guys on Reddit. No, um, so. <laughs> Uh, you're right. R but, slash right, Orioles fans right, for exactly, life with Y, supposed exactly, to I. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much exactly. That's exactly right. It's it's a couple of people that follow me on TikTok. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew
1: Cashman for right, an Orioles pitcher.
2: Yeah, TikTok. E- exactly. It's 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 Elvis Gerback. Anyway, no. So, <laughs> uh, look. So there are two sources that I don't normally I don't that I just haven't really used that much. But both of them said to me in separate conversations that they are hearing that the Ravens' offense is going to be. Almost Oklahoma esque. Okay, they're going to try to be, you know, kind of, you know, very Lincoln Riley inspired, and um, you know, they want to they want to throw the ball a lot and up tempo and um, do a bunch of different things. And we've heard John Harbaugh, to your point, say that they think this offense is going to revolutionize the NFL. Yeah, and certainly they've made some some interesting moves in terms of in terms of their draft and their free agency moves. Greg Roman's the offense coordinator. He has had a lot of success with mobile quarterbacks in his past. You know, you think about Kaepernick, you think about Tyrod Taylor. I don't know that I buy it, again, and I don't know that even if that's true, that that's what they want to do. I don't know that they necessarily have the personnel. At this stage in their career, they obviously have a very young receiving core. Um Lamar Jackson's got, whatever, five games, six games as a starter, whatever it is, but it's interesting, no? I mean, and if, if suddenly – a running and throwing Lamar Jackson, even if he's not super accurate, I mean, people forget people forget how electric RG three was his rookie year.
1: Right. So the big difference is I just don't know that Lamar Jackson is a functional thrower. Right. His career high, and I know it's a small sample size, relatively right. speaking. Two hundred and four yards in the NFL. Like, think about games where you can just junkyard your way to three hundred yards. Sure. Two hundred and four in I think seven career starts plus the playoffs, and the, the lasting memory right now for me is a defense that completely perplexed Lamar Jackson. So it's interesting. He's a player to follow. I will say this, Matthew. Right. There is some rushing upside here, but there are enough quarterbacks that either are electric passers or offer better rushing and passing okay. upside that Jackson, to me, is appropriately okay. drafted right now, quarterback 18 into
2: right. the ADP. I, I have him slightly ho- higher. as QB 17. Yeah. But I will say that... That's the of all my ranks. That's the guy that I'm most nervous about. That I could be way that it could be Breakfast way off, type right? Player. Right. Well, just like he has, you know, top six seven potential, right? If he I'm can, not, simple- I'm not there yet. Okay. Here would be my argument. There was a period of time last year, and thirsty Kyle, you'll know what this one is, right? Josh Allen was what, the number one quarterback in fantasy from what, week 12 four on? Four weeks,
1: yeah. Four weeks. Was it or, two, weeks
2: 12 through 16, something like that? It was there a, was a like, four week stretch. Right. Where Josh Allen, Josh Allen I know, was the I number know. one quarterback in fantasy. And wouldn't you argue that Josh Allen's accuracy as a passer is similar to Lamar Jackson? And, and couldn't you argue, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, um, that, that Lamar Jackson Came in in the middle of last year. Like, it's not like he, it's not like they designed the offense around him. He came into an offense that had been designed for Joe Flacco, who's obviously a very different quarterback from a skill standpoint. Sure. Right? And so he comes in in the middle of that, and they're basically, okay, what can this guy do? This guy can run. Let's, let's, let's try to adjust our offense for a rookie who's coming into an offense that wasn't designed for him, and let's just try to keep it as simple as we could, and, um, and do this. Thirsty Kyle throws it up on the screen. Weeks 12 through 17. Josh Allen was the number one quarterback in fantasy. So my point is is that I, that would be my argument, that if he improves even slightly as a quarterback, I agree, he's never going to be the most accurate fair, guy in the world. Fair, But, I mean, Cam Newton is a, whatever, a 55% accurate guy like for his career or something like that, but right? But
1: in, in the monster years, his passing totals were insane, passing touchdowns and passing yardage. The big difference is last year the Ravens were like, we are eschewing the passing game. For yes, Josh Allen, year. although it was because of the unlocking the running game, like – Robert Foster, big play Bob down the stretch. There were some guys who actually made a mark, and you just need some of these cheap. You need some cheap yards in fantasy to be a top seven guy. If you're not going to be an accurate passer,
2: but can't again. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm not necessarily advocating for this, but can't you argue, Field, that with uh, Hollywood Brown, with uh, with Miles Boykin, you know what I mean? That they they that they have some of these guys making the right steps. I agree. I mean they they're all young. But if it's if it's if it's a wide open offense like we're hearing rumors of it, and again, like I don't totally trust this, and we haven't heard camp reports that suggest this, so it's hard to really say. But it's going to be amazing I, when it, the
1: first game they walk out with Oklahoma helmets. You're right, right. Matt was like, I told, "I told you,
2: I told you, I have no idea if this is true. I'm just <laughs>
1: I'm being honest with. Like I said, there. But it was weird
2: that I've had two separate conversations, right. com- in, from two complete people that do not know each other. Yep. Like, and they were a week apart that both sort of told me that. And I, anyway, I it's just a, think it's, it's good gonna, to file away. So it's, it's an interesting thing that I do think we could potentially be too low on Lamar Jackson. He's certainly one of the most intriguing players heading
1: into 2019. Let me put a bow in it by saying this I'm not going into my season with him as the only quarterback on my roster.
2: Andrew Lux, health. Ooh, Thirsty Kyle with a good stat. He did the work. I'm going to, we just do this. Since 2015, Cam Newton is the second-best quarterback in terms of total fantasy points since right. 2015, number two. And in that stretch, he was 37th in completion percentage, 59.8%. So he's completing under 60% of his passes since 2015, still second in fantasy points. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the rushing touchdowns and his rushing, uh, and he's built differently than Lamar Jackson. But it just goes—anyway, I there's a chance that we are way too low on Lamar Jackson. Right, let's I'm just saying that.
1: Let's get to Move Andrew on. Luck, whose health is a legitimate concern again. In April, there was this calf injury that bubbled up. It's now August. Not much of a math guy. Kyle can do the work on this one, too. But that's four months in my calendar. Four months later, it's August, and Andrew Luck is still dealing with a calf injury, Matthew. How concerned are you? Because this is quarterback—the uh, fourth quarterback being drafted in terms of ADP. He's a top-of-the-sixth-round player right now. I want to. I have him as a top three quarterback going into this season, and I'm starting to think it might be time to move him down. I had him at number three. I actually had
2: him at two, and then I moved him to three, and now I moved him to four. And my Mm. most recent rankings update, my top 200, like I said, is out on ESPN.com. I'm a company man. I don't know. And I have Andrew Luck as my number four quarterback, but ADP of 64. So his current ADP on ESPN is 53. So I'm going around later. And I am a little nervous, especially when you think about There's no reason field to draft a risky quarterback to like when you think about the depth of position that you can like, like I may, if this continues to linger, I could easily see me moving Matt Ryan ahead of him, Carson Wentz ahead of him, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I have the bake show at QB five right now. The bake show. I like that. I I don't think that's mine. I'm pretty sure other people have come up with that.
0: I don't know. But do they have to?
1: Do they have to? I like have my, to my let beer chugging leader, my fearless beer shotgunning leader. I mean, That's who I think of him as. Come Baker, on. you are the man.
2: He, he, we should do ranking beer chugging rankings. I well, mean, Baker's got to be Baker's I mean, got to be between, up there
1: between the mustache and the beer too.
2: I so I have not. I want to run this by you. I you're going to grow a mustache? Is no, that what you're going to no, run no, by no, us? No, no, no. And I and I. By the way, if you missed the live show in Detroit. I also tell you right now, I am not getting into a beer chugging contest with Field Minister Yates. Mm. That was impressive. You sucked that down like a vacuum hoover, Tasty. like a like a vacuum, like a, a vacuum hoover. I was going to say I'm like a hoover. It up. Yeah. I am a draftable quarterback. I am a
1: draftable quarterback. Tell
2: me, 100%, spot the lie, hundred percent. You absolutely are. Like he crushed that he like really a grape. Did. He he really did. Brought the house down in Detroit. So there's no way. I'm, like I still think I could take you in basketball, but. Beer, beer chugging like you got have me. Have to
1: modify the basketball game to horse, like a stationary game.
2: No, no, like half court one on one. I think I could hey, only like point eleven. Let's <laughs> be like to eleven. Where first I can person to score, down. first one to three First one three wins. to score. Yeah, my, um, <laughs> <laughs> But Baker Mayfield is currently going. So I just want to like right now. So I have yet to declare who my fantasy ride or die is. Mm, yeah, this year, and I'm sort of circling around. But I have to tell you. At the moment, the clubhouse leader is Baker Mayfield.
1: Baker Baker Woods, Mayfield, y'all. Yeah, I had a college teammate named Baker Woods. He's called Baker Baker Woods, y'all. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, all right. Well, so, we'll, we'll, we'll let, let's let's earmark the ride or die for right? later. Okay. But that's that's sure. to be determined. But anyway, Andrew Luck Andrew is Lock, currently Lock. going. Down. He's currently
2: going as QB four, and just looking at the quarterbacks that are after him: Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Drew Brees. Cam Newton, Carson Wentz. I think Wentz has a bigger year. I understand the injury concerns no there. Question. Ryan obviously was a stud last year. He's been a stud two of the last three years. You know I'm super high on Baker Mayfield. I could see him I I don't think I would put Breeze ahead of him, um, but uh I could certainly see moving him down, or just basically not even moving him down, but just if I'm drafting, avoiding him because why risk it? Well, there's so many,
1: there's so many great quarterbacks, why risk it? You know, the big thing here is that there's so many, just you said, like the depth is there. Like if it's at a premium running back, it's a little bit different, right? There's so few, and tight ends, a little bit like if, you know, if Zach Ertz missed, missed a couple of days because sure. he got a blister, I'd be like, I'm not changing my ranking here, right? But if it's Andrew Luck, okay, again, I'm totally fine walking into the season with Russell Wilson as my quarterback going into this year. So go ahead and use it as a tiebreaker. But, I'm, I'm not as
2: crazy about Russell Wilson as I'm you just, are, but you're an example, you're example right? but question for you. Yeah. Um, so we both move, I, I just, I've moved Andrew Duck down a little, Andrew Luck down a little bit. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew duck, duck works. Andrew Duck would be funny. Yeah. By the way, that should be a cartoon from somebody. Um, uh, I would watch that as a Saturday morning cartoon. In. A- uh, Andrew Duck, and he's like, he's in the military uniform. He's like an old timey duck. Yeah. Does he wear pants? That's no. always the question with duck. No. He doesn't Why wear would pants. Why wear pants? Well, Never right. Duck. Donald doesn't wear pants. No, and I he feel doesn't. like that would be insulting to Donald if we had our, if, if we had Andrew Duck wear pants. Yeah. And then... And then whatever, I'm a company man, and so Donald Duck is a beloved Disney character, and then what am I doing? What am I saying? Like, Duck should wear pants? Like, no, I... Yeah, I'm looking no, at... Kyle's uh, pulling uh, up what, some no, They don't wear Andrew, it Andrew pants. Duck uh, does not wear pants, um, but he has a beard. I was going to say, a beard underneath the bill. Well, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he has he has a he has a beard, and he's a military duck. Captain Andrew Duck would be hilarious. To really Captain Andrew
2: Duck. Tell me that's not a Saturday morning cartoon. We should
1: make... Like, we should really someone. Call this to someone. Someone. Yeah.
2: someone call Disney Plus. Yeah. Someone call the executives over at Disney Plus. <laughs> Anywho, uh, all right. Anywho, uh, how concerned are you about T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, it's a lot of people like Paris Campbell and Devin Funches as late sleepers? Would you m- move any of them down? I have not moved any of them down yet, but if I did, Matthew, it would only be
1: incrementally. And I'm going to I'm going to trust the Colts in this regard. Frank Reich has consistently urged us. It's not that big of a deal. They are not concerned. Let's give it a couple of more days. Let's give it a week even. I think the third preseason game is when things get real for me. If we get to the third preseason game and some of these injuries that we're talking about right now are still percolating, then it's a problem. Andrew Luck, I can move him down as opposed to T.Y. Hilton because, again, there are just so many quarterbacks available that I feel a little bit better about just sliding him down a slot or two. For other players, I'm not, for for the pass catchers, it has yet to impact my rankings. If it does, it'll just be small increments, at least for the time being. Um, Fair enough. Speaking of the Colts. Yeah, one more footnote for the Colts. Deontay Foreman was claimed off of waivers yesterday, obviously cut by the Texans. Third round pick, big, fast, physical guy who had a great combine. Can eh. I give you my fantasy analysis uh, on Deontay Foreman? I'll I prepare for my for library. Yeah.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, which camera am I on? Am I on three? Where am I? Three? Three. three thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Kenny, the new guy. My big fantasy analysis on Deontay Foreman to the Colts. What I'll do that one again. What
1: evs? Not gonna lie to you. What evs? For a second, I thought you were gonna say something like three point two else? yards per no. carry or something Whatevs. like that. Evs. What evs? I mean, so, yeah.
2: I mean, I just like. That could be a he couldn't make drift. the Texans. Whatevs if we did a two- like, there's a reason the Texans released him for right. a reason, right? And just you know. Running backs coming back from Achilles' terrors are like, you know, again, I'm no Stefania Bell, but she always warns against this. And and so, yeah, I I don't think he's a – I think there's a chance he doesn't make the team. I think if there's a risk at all, maybe it's to Jordan Wilkins, one of his – but I'm not concerned at all about Marlon Mack. I am not at all um, changing my ranking on –
1: Marlon Mack. We've got some teams to talk about. We'll do that but in just a second. But first, let me tell you something about ADT because the Fantasy Focus Football podcast is brought to you by ADT. What does real protection mean for our listeners or downloaders, whatever? You can get all of the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24/7 monitoring from the trust most trusted name in home security. Matthew uses them for his mansion. You, as a new consumer, get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you. You get 18,000 employees safeguarding them with connection to first responders. You get the nation's number one smart home security provider. You can get a smart home with everything from video doorbells, that's cool, indoor and outdoor cameras, also cool, smart locks and lights, and you can have this all controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors, plus you get a system custom designed to fit your home, big or small. You can get safety on the go, in the car when the kids are at school with the ADT Go app with an SOS button. Please support ADT because they help us pay Matthew's outrageous salary. <laughs> Wait, that was that was in the script. They also support us. Time now for a little bit of Double Trouble. Double Trouble.
2: Double Trouble. Trouble. Double Trouble.
1: Double Trouble. Double
2: Trouble. Double Trouble. Double Trouble. As of this moment, they're on double secret probation.
1: All right, we begin with the GOAT, the GOAT. Most accomplished player in the history of the NFL with the New England Patriots. Patriots Vegas win total projection is 11 wins. They've done that every single year since 2009. Matthew feels like a safe bet to me. Tom Brady is going to be a fascinating player in fantasy football this year, and it may be that there's early drafters. Maybe people are drafting based off of emotion, but I'd imagine there may not be too many players with a greater split than where you have him ranked and where his current ADP is. And I'm and I'm yeah. like I'm pretty far off of him too. And maybe I'm being too generous. You have Tom Brady twenty second in your quarterback rankings. I have him sixteenth. His ADP is ten. Is that just because he's Tom? And Tom Brady's the man. We it love him. Has he's amazing to be
2: because he's Tom Brady.
1: It has to be right.
2: He, and look, Tom, I, I am a I am a Tom Brady believer. Right? I believe he is truly nothing the more to show. Go,
1: greatest of all time. Not six even, rings.
2: Like no debate. Don't right? Even bother debating uh, me. Right? Exactly. Waste your time. Uh Greatest quarterback of all time, greatest coach of all time. I think both are
1: moderately handsome. Moderately. Yes.
2: Yes. Having said that, there are lots of reasons to doubt the fact that he, with the caveat that anytime you bet against Tom Brady, you end up losing usually, right? I mean, like there are a lot of NFL coaches that have learned that the hard way. But fantasy wise, he hasn't been great for quite some time. Like I mean, so last year, this is a guy that was quarterback 14 in terms of total points, QB 18 on a points-per-game basis. He had under 20 fantasy points in 10 of of 16 games last year, had just three games with 22 or more fantasy points last season, 17 different quarterbacks had at least four such games last year when you think about sort of the scoring. And that is before you get to the idea that he has no Rom Gronkowski this year. If You look at the split since 2010, with and without Gronk, he averages four fantasy points less per game without Gronk on the field. Since over his career, averages twenty fantasy points per game with Gronk. Without Gronk, sixteen. Well, last year, last year, this is a guy that if you you again you take away what he averaged last year, you take four points away from where he was last year when he was QB eighteen on points per game basis. You get QB twenty two. I my concern is is that as you look at sort of uh, and this this plays into where we're going. Uh, with Sony Michelle and some of the running backs there, but this is a team that has increased their run percentage over the last couple of years, and I don't know if that is because of the age of Tom Brady, it's because of who they, of the personnel they have on the team. But
1: um, Tom Brady doesn't really add anything with his legs. Obviously, this is pretty simple, Matthew. I think yeah, you're you're saying a lot of things. They all lead us back to this: the passing yardage is going to have to be insane for Tom Brady. And the pass, so it's it's a quarterback who had zero with his legs. They have an outstanding running game, perhaps the most diverse running back group in the NFL. Yep, and they've got so many question marks at tight end and wide receiver. It's incalculable right now. Sure, that's pretty simple. Like this is not a dis. The Patriots are going to figure it out. We have no doubts about that. Of course, best coach in the history of 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 team sports, best quarterback of all time. Yep, but still, just there are a lot of other really good players at quarterback this year. If you're drafting with 10 amongst quarterbacks, like, and you're a huge Patriots fan, I get it. A lot of my friends, I'm from Boston, a lot of my friends are going to be drafting Tom Brady, and I'm cool with it. But Tom Brady is, there are better values right now, much better values.
2: New England, fifth in rush percentage and ninth in red zone rush percentage last season. You think about the 2019 postseason where the Patriots won yet another Super Bowl. They ranked last of all the 12 playoff teams in terms of passing rate in the three games. That the Patriots played last year in the playoffs. Two touchdown passes for Tom Brady. And they won the Super Bowl. They accomplished their goal. So, I mean, it's just like, if you're the Patriots, why on earth would you be like, you know what? And again, to your point, it's not like he's returning Gronk and Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman and all the guys that he had last year. Like, at the moment, the only guy he's got any familiarity with that's going to be out there on the field with him as a pass catcher, not counting the running backs, is Julian Edelman.
1: So Tom Brady, so, yeah. So we're, we're in agreement here. Tom Brady. There are better values at quarterback. The running backs are interesting, Matthew. Although we can't necessarily talk about them just as a group, we often lump them together as a group because Josh McDaniels, as creative as there is in terms of offensive coordinators, yeah. is so game plan specific. Right? There are it's it's six different running backs. It feels like in some weeks they can hurt you. Sony Michelle though is the player that we have ranked highest amongst running backs for the Patriots this season. Just actually you have him one spot uh, behind James White, but the idea is Sony Michelle right. and James White are the two running backs in England you feel really good about Sony Michelle there are some injury concerns Matthew he began the year on p u p but the formula for Sony Michelle to repeat last year's success is what
2: continue to be the guy I mean this is a guy that had twenty six goal to go rushing attempts only Todd Gurley had more in twenty eighteen with the you know exception of a of a of a James Devlin thing going on there. There was a couple of weeks where James Devlin was a thing, but um, fullback guy. Yeah, the full, fullback that they brought into sort of just vulture goal line touches. But with the exception of that, Sony Michelle was a machine yeah. um, and converted and was huge. Great in and, the playoffs. Great in the playoffs. Great. Uh, in fact, we did a we did a fantasy football pool, and somehow not cool Keith beat me by literally like a tenth of a point in our playoff pool. I was the only guy that picked Sony Michelle. But not cool, Keith. Somehow had the Patriots defense. We did one of these playoff pools where you could basically you could pick anyone you want, but you had to pick just two people from one you had to, each team. Each team you could right. only pick two people from each team. And so my my Patriots, I think were um, Edelman and Sony Michelle. I think everyone picked Edelman, but I was the only guy that picked Sony Michelle from the Patriots. A lot of people picked Gronk. Some people pick Brady. Keith picked the Patriots defense. He
1: may not be cool, but he is pretty smart.
2: I mean, I'm just saying. And so obviously, so, that, that Super Bowl. He beat me by literally a tenth of a point. Well,
1: congratulations. But luckily to you, I'm Keith. I'm over it. I'm not at all bitter. Hey, okay, it, really, so it really just came down to the fact that, you know, I wanted to have two Patriots, but who's the second one to take? Sure. So I said, Well, I'll just take the defense because you can't predict defenses. Yeah. And that worked. So, so back to Sony Michel. Sony Michelle was really solid last year for running the football for the Patriots. Yeah. I think Matthew, despite the addition of Damian Harris, who we can sort of fold into this conversation. Yep. A player they drafted high out of Alabama. It felt to me a bit like what happened with Damian Harris was that the value was so good at the point of when he was available in the real draft. He's such a talented player. By the way, he was the starter at Alabama for the past three years, not Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the superior NFL prospect, but still, Damian Harris is no slouch. People yeah. are worried. Sony Michel's injury, the addition of Damian Harris. I still think, though, that when they get to the goal line, they are going to, as we just heard a minute ago, ninth in red zone rushing percentage. Yeah. And it's clear who's going to get the football most times. James Devlin might steal one here or there, but Sony Michel behind him. Big, terrific offensive line in a run heavy offense is going to be the leader in terms of carries, barring injury.
2: And you know, it's interesting, and so you're hearing sort of uh reports from camp. Our own Mike Reese does an amazing job, obviously. Yes, yeah. Uh following so follow him at Mike Reese. But uh, you know, following both him and other other beat reporters that cover the Patriots, you're hearing reports of Sonny Michelle. Lining up out wide, and that they're using him in the passing game more in practice. And I think my ranking of him currently, I'm a 24 among running backs, is entirely about the knee and concerns there. And as we see him get more and more healthy, I'll continue to move him up. And I, because the the knocks on Sonny Michel, the only knocks on Sonny Michel are health concerns and, oh, he doesn't catch passes. Right. But if we're hearing they're going to use him somewhat in the passing game, and they've also have got James White, and they're going to be. Mix and match. We'll get to White but, in just one right. second here. Yeah, but they're going to use him if he, even if he gets anything in the passing game, yep. and he's healthy. You know, he's going. He's a crazy value right now. So, as he's going, um, he's currently going uh running back 21 he's going in the 6th round on espn.com. So
1: James White is just two slots behind him in terms yeah, of he's ADP. running back
2: 23, he's also going in the 6th round. You
1: know something uh, Matthew James White is just he's just solid. He's just reliable. You know what gonna, you know what you're going to get out of him. And although we always think of him as a run a pass catching running back, he had 87 of those last year. His volume in the running game picked up. He had 94 carries, a career high for him last season. So we have seen more from James White in the running game, which is part of the reason why you know, he is going to be every week. I mean, he finished RB7 last year, right? It's unbelievable. He may not be a top 10 carry, I mean top 10 running back next so, year, but he could very well be an easy top 15 play.
2: He's absolutely a value as well. I think there's still the concern of like, oh, Patriots running backs, you don't know which ones to start. But I feel like they're going to be so run heavy this year. Um, that there's going to be enough to go around and there's so, always room for James, right? White. There's always room for James Wyatt, especially rarely misses we, games. Right. And we know that Tom, first off, Tom trusts him, yep, which is a huge thing. I mean, like that offense obviously runs through number 12. And so, uh, the fact that, uh, that Tom trusts him and trusts him in pass protections and
1: having him out there, get I, I, just, this, Kyle check one, he, this one, by he, the way, I don't, he, don't think he's fumbled. Since the end of the NFL. Like, who has the most touches over the past, whatever, five years without a, without a fumble? I bet James White's up there. I, I would believe that to be correct. Can you, here's, let me, uh can I give
2: you a list of here's all the players with at least 55 receptions each of the past three seasons?
1: Uh, in terms of running backs or just in general? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, running okay. backs.
2: Running backs with at least 55 receptions each of the last three seasons. So Alvin Kamara?
1: Nope. Uh, Duke
2: Johnson? Nope. Um, i don't know james white that's it that's the entire list really james white according to thirsty kyle that's pretty thirsty impressive only running
1: back with 55 plus receptions each of the past three seasons he's each really the, good matthew
2: yeah he really is and then you think about uh you think about this i thought this was a this is another stat that thirsty kyle found since the beginning of 2017 minimum 200 touches here's the top three players in terms of percentage of touches that come in the red zone. Okay. Okay. Red zone's good. Alvin Kamara, 21.8% of his touches come in the red zone. I like it. Number two is Todd Gurley. 20.7% 20. Okay. 20. of his touches come in the red zone. James White, 20% <laughs> of I his touches knows. come in the red zone. By the way, Sony Michelle ranks 7th. On that list as well. Just to give you an idea uh, idea of when they get in close, they like to run the ball. So They like to get conservative, especially now you think about they don't have Rob Gronkowski anymore. They do
1: not. Rob Gronkowski, we can talk about in just a moment here, is amongst the pass catchers that are no longer in New England. As of right now, Julian Edelman is the unquestioned lead part of this offense. Matthew, we both have him as a top 15 play. That's where he's going in terms of average draft position. I think the question here would be this. There are plenty of stats to support the fact he's going to be an absolute beast for this offense. Sure, He's going to see a ton of targets. We know he is currently dealing with a thumb issue. I'm here to tell you right now the expectation is that he'll be fine in plenty of time for the regular season. Yep, Can he be your wide receiver one this year? I
2: think if you went running back, running back, sure. You'd want a little depth because injuries have obviously been an issue throughout Julian Edelman's career. And to your point, he's dealing with a thumb issue right now. But here's a guy that last year on a points per game basis was the 12th best wide receiver in in fantasy. Yep. And that was without, that was with Rob Gronkowski on the field. And then you think about at the moment, no Josh Gordon. I mean, it's Julian Edelman and a bunch of guys Tom literally just introduced himself to. Right. Brexton Berrios. Hi. Maurice Harris. Like what's going on? Like, oh, hi, Nikhil Harry. Like, so when you get on the field and you get in those situations, I mean, you're looking for who do you trust? Who do you know where they're going to be? is a his little bit of loosey-goosey math, but go with me here for Edelman. The last 16 games that Julian Edelman has played in the regular season without Rob Gronkowski on the field, 114 catches, 1,374 yards, only three touchdowns. We expect that to go up, obviously. 180 targets. Yeah, That's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, now that's over th- at least over 16- three seasons. I'm yeah, saying, of course. Like, so, so it's, so it's, it's loosey-goosey math. Yeah. But still, you're right. When he has played and Gronk has not played, which will be the case this season, certainly it's clear who the Patriots' primary pass catcher is. we got to move to address Josh Gordon briefly. Josh Gordon has applied for reinstatement into the NFL. All I am telling you is this. The Patriots would consider it a bonus if they get Josh Gordon this year. They're yeah. not counting on it. They're not expecting it. So for your own drafting purposes, if you're doing it, it better be either a crazy, super deep league like the Scott Fish Bowl, or with, like, your last pick in the draft. Because or, you could be bringing a roster spot. Yeah, I mean, or a,
2: a best ball, I guess, if you want to sure, take a sure, flyer sure. on him okay, and a I'm best sorry. ball, yes. something like that, too. But, yes, dynasty or a keeper league, if you want to take a you, – you've probably already rostered in, in one of those kind of leagues. But, yeah, I mean, I think it is – he has to be reinstated there's no timetable for that to happen if right. that happens at all and then he has to get into football shape and he has to fit into whatever the offense that they're currently doing and even if he's out there we still expect them to be run heavy again last year they ran at their highest rate since 2010 right and they won the super bowl again like and you just sort of look at sort of what they've done this off season the expectation is is that at least initially they're going to be more run heavy than not they did spend a first round pick cover on Nikhil Harry.
1: Which is where we get to next. We've already established the Patriots are a run-heavy offense, but people do have to catch passes, uh, other than Julian hey, Edelman. Yeah, huh? um, and so, it's sort of like we've got the swimming pool right now of a variety of players. They include Nikhil Harry, who you just mentioned, Maurice Harris, formerly of Redskins fame, hey, the Redskins, Demarius Thomas as well. You mentioned Braxton Berrios, but I think um, right now, it seems to be in terms of players that either come with the most experience or most accolades, it's Maurice Harris, Nikhil Harry, Demarius Thomas, and then Jacoby Myers is an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I was going to say, State Jacoby Myers, I, I who
2: think has it was, been, I want to say Doug Kyed. I could be wrong on that. I feel like he tweeted out that he's been an impressive He's been running guy. with the first team. Been, a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. So, so I think it was Doug that tweeted that out so, yesterday. I apologize if I got that wrong. Listen,
1: I, I don't, Matthew, it's its impossible. We don't have the time. Like, it's, it's too much to get into each one of these players and just say, like, here are the pros and cons. Like, the reality is, like, probably one of them has a chance to emerge. Not all four of them have a chance to emerge. Right. Who's the and we value We didn't even mention Where Philip Dorset. Philip Dorsett. Right. Right. Who is the value of the non-Edelman Patriots wide receivers, in your opinion?
2: Listen, I'm partial to Maurice Harris. I always thought the Redskins sort of squandered his talent. Yeah. And he never really got a shot. And we've heard good reports of about him yep. out of Patriots camp. Um hard to do anything with Demarius Thomas until we see him help like a, you know, at his age, the Achilles. That one's tough to see. Philip Dorsett's also sort of interesting. We've seen flashes of success with him here, but they are all nothing but flyers. Again, run heavy offense. We expect that, you know, it's hard to know know when you, when you think about the Patriots as a, as a whole. Let's pretend we know, let's pick Maurice Harris for Let's pretend we know Maurice Harris is going to be a starter along with Julian Edelman. Yeah. Do you feel confident starting Maurice Harris, knowing how much McDaniel's game plans for the uh, uh, the opposing team, knowing how much Tom spreads it around, knowing that it's going to be run heavy, knowing that the majority of the looks are going to go to James White and Julian Edelman, and even apparently some of Sony Michelle? Like, how confident would you feel starting Philip Dorsett or Maurice Harris or any wide receiver? Two words that- for you, Chris Hogan. Yeah,
1: not confident is the answer, right? right. Like.
2: We, we Chris Hogan. I took a bath on Chris Hogan last year. I was so promoting him last year, me too. And I was dead wrong. Could not have been more wrong on Chris Hogan last year. And that was somebody that we we had actually seen have significant success with the Patriots. I had going, been with them for a while.
1: I'm going to be really simple and am sure. probably naive in this way. I'm going with Nikhil Harry, 32nd sure. pick in the draft, most physical, most physically gifted. It's going to take some time here, and there is a yeah. poor track record of Patriots rookie wide receivers <laughs> making a mark. But Cut to Aaron Dobson, hey, yeah, what did yeah. I do to you? Well, well, you know, there's been some like Dion yeah. Branch and David Gibbs been a sure, mark, of course, but that was a long time ago. Give me Nikhil Harry. Um, we need yeah, to- I don't, mind, I don't, mind, I don't mind the call there. I mean, certainly
2: Nikhil Harry is. If you're doing a dynasty or keeper league, Nikhil Harry by far would be the person you're interested. They'll make him work. It just depends on when that happens. But I think our answer here is for a redraft league. They're nothing but late round flyers and they're probably better options that have a clearer path to significant playing time.
1: I agree on that. By the significant, way,
2: significant, consistent playing time.
1: Gronk's ADP is 24th amongst tight Come ads. on. Again, there are people that are in, in leagues that are drafted. That's amongst the leagues in which he is drafted. His ADP is 24th. Is there any Patriots tight end you like for value? Cause I think Matt Lacoste is my, I, 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 think, I the word sleeper is sort of lost on me now in fantasy sure. football because everybody knows everybody. But Matt Lacoste quietly a name that I'm keeping an eye on.
2: Fair enough. If if you're as super deep, deep deeply would not want him to be my starting tight end. Wire pickup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would not want him. You know, like if you're looking to punt the position in a DFS tournament or something like that. Sure, but uh, not somebody I'm targeting in a draft. But that is worth to know. It is worth noting that Field Yates is a former Patriot employee.
1: All right, let's get to the Miami Dolphins, but we will take a break first and come right back and talk about the fight in Brian Flores.
0: Fantasy focus. Fantasy. Fantasy
1: focus. You know something, Matthew? They got yeah. great weather in Miami. <laughs> they really they have great weather in Miami. I can't promise they're gonna have great football this year, but they have great weather, and we got that going for us, right?
2: It. They have. Uh, they have nightlife. Yeah. great restaurants. Right,
1: beaches are awesome.
2: A lot of very attractive people, both yeah, male and yeah. female. Stu is down there. there. Yep, one hundred percent. So,
1: like as good looking as it gets. That's so. so we love Stu are Speaking the same language here. It's going to be a tough year, in Miami. Vegas projects them with five wins. That is the lowest number of wins predicted by Vegas in the NFL this season. Yeah. Ryan Fitzmagic. Let's get to the quarterbacks just sort of quickly. Matthew, him and, and Josh Rosen both. And while we
2: were on the air, by the way, got a got an alert from the Fantasy Life app. Okay. Just so you know. Um Brian Forbes' name. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh Fantasy Life app, by the way, hundred percent free to download. Uh it's four point well, eight stars on the app store. There's a reason why people love Legit, it. The yeah. alerts absolutely crush. Uh it's a great community, it's a hundred percent free. You get some gambling tips, get some DFS tips, get some fantasy advice. It's a great community. Download it, fantasylifeapp.com. It's also an easy way to reach me. I'm at Matthew Barry on that particular app. So um, check that out. But I just got an alert, and Brian Flores has named Ryan Fitzpatrick as his starter for the first preseason game.
1: So here's the question people will ask. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we know what we get out of him. It's going to be days where he's going to throw three interceptions. But just in the idea that this guy is kind of the YOLO quarterback, right? Like, he might throw yeah. for 450 yards in a game. Is there any value in a Dolphins quarterback this year, specifically Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because I have an answer. If you Only
2: in the deepest of best ball leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a punt for me. I get it. They, could they prove me wrong? Yes. But Ryan Fitzpatrick last year was thrown to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Adam Humphries and Deshaun Jackson and O.J. Howard. Like, name the best pass catcher on Miami's roster right now. Yeah, like with all I due mean, respect to Kenny Stills and Devonte Parker and Albert, Albert Wilson, Wilson like it's just a whole different mix right? And yeah. what you're not like no one's going to trust Ryan Fitzpatrick and for we, the life of a season.
2: Right and we also by the way that was last year that was in a Dirt Cutter, Todd Monkin. Worst offense Yolo. In, in, in
1: maybe the history of the NFL. It was that bad. Like they had yeah, to throw. I'm it. saying
2: Tampa Bay when. That's when what you I'm saying. Right. When, McGregor, right. So he, he, the Worst offense, defense, the defense was yeah. so bad
1: yes, that you defense. had no choice They but had to, to throw
2: and they couldn't run the ball. We don't know yet what Chad O'Shea, the offense coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, is going to be like as a play caller. He spent a number of years, obviously, under Josh McDaniels, under Bill Belichick, with the Patriots. Brian Florence brought with him from, um, from New England. He is. Highly regarded. Yeah, no uh, question. Very, very bright guy. I'm excited to see what Chad O'Shea does with Miami's. But we don't know. Is he going to be an aggressive play caller? Is he going to be more conservative? And he also, he doesn't have a ton to work with here in his first year as the play caller for the Finns. So, yeah, I think whether it's game one or game six or game 12, at some point this year, we have to see Josh Rosen.
1: We have to, and I'm not sure he's good, to be honest with you. Right. So my point is I'm punting on Dolphins quarterbacks Fair. going into this year. Before we have the most spirited debate of the season. Yes, sir. For the Dolphins running backs, I'm going to tell you something quickly about La, about ZipRecruiter, because hiring oh. used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. Tell me more. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one of the sp- and each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate to the site within the first day. Now that is efficient. And right now, our downloaders can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, zipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's zipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The Dolphins use ZipRecruiter to find a couple of running backs. Matthew, I kid, I kid. But still, there are two running backs of note right now. There really are. Kenyon Drake... And Kalen Balaj, and Kalen Balaj is not your ride or die, but he was a favorite of yours last preseason. Man. He was. He still is. He's... love me some Kalen Balaj. So we Mike have... Clay
2: hates himself some Kalen Balaj. And so, um, yeah. But yeah, I would like to check into the Bellagio, right? Into the Balaj Mahal, right? I'm ready for a Balaj
1: barrage.
2: Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Any more?
2: Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh Um. You know, uh, one of my favorite personalities here at ESPN is Kaylin Rose, sort of. Okay, maybe. now we've now we've- have I.
1: Uh, we have jumped the shark. Uh, Kenyon Drake versus Kalen this, this The storyline of training camp right now seems to be that it's basically an even workload. It is... Thank you. Kenyon Drake, Kalen they're on, on their depth chart, they list him as or in terms of starters. So, or Kenyon, right. Kenyon Drake or Kalen Balazs.
2: So a couple of things here about Kalen Balazs and just sort of about the situation. So I talked about this last year and that ended up in, didn't end up working out, but... Like people were killing him on Twitter last year, Mike Clay and other fantasy analysts at, at other sites as well were just absolutely killing him. And my point was, and I said this, I said this to Mike on the podcast, and I said this to Mike on Twitter. Like I don't understand like all this anti Kalen Bellage. Who who even this year? I mean, like he was going way later, even undrafted last year, and this year, Calen Bellage's uh, 50th, right? ADP is running back 40, 49.
1: Okay, he's, he's
2: a up. 17th rounder. Like, he's not even so being drafted undrafted. in every light, right? So, he's going as running back 49. Uh, I mean, he's going, he's going behind Deontay Foreman. Right. He's so... being drafted behind, I mean, like, he's being drafted behind, De, uh, you know, Matt Breida and Deontay Foreman and, and Carlos Hyde who may not even make the team. Like, and so my, my argument is, is that there is a clear path to Kalen Balaj having fantasy relevancy. And so, here's a guy who is big, who is fast, Who caught a lot of balls at Arizona State, um, and you know, is six foot four. The people that argue in it he isn't the most efficient, doesn't have the best vision, I get it. Are Uh, there areas of all yes, are there areas of his game that need to be improved? One hundred percent. But the NFL has been littered, field, littered with players that aren't necessarily great NFL players. But are definitely fantasy
1: assets. I agree. And here's the reason why I have not actually ranked thirty second, which is even higher than you by. It's unbelievable. I, you stole my Kalen Balage love. So, I can't no, believe no, it. But here's my point is yes, if you sir. go through ADP again, Matthew, and I'm gonna share your screen here for yeah. a second, okay? Okay, go ahead. Look at the people that are being drafted ahead of Kalen Ballage amongst running backs. All right. And right. I see, for example, um I see like Lashawn McCoy right. or Darrell Daryl Henderson or Jared McKinnon, Royce Freeman. You mentioned Carlos Hyde, Deontay Foreman. The reason why is I went with this sort of Kalen Balage love, and I think I have yeah. maybe even a slot behind or a couple slots ahead of Lashawn McCoy. So I think Lashawn McCoy is an accomplished player. 100%. But my point is this: of the running backs, you get to a point in your fantasy football running back rankings. Where all of a sudden you're looking at guys who are like pigeonholed into a specific role. And I don't mean to pick on this player, but like if something happens to Marlon Mack, I don't think that Naheem Hines all of a sudden becomes a twenty touch per game. Of course game he guy. doesn't. Right. It's, it's him and Jordan Wilkins. We're already at the point where it's not clear that Kenyon Drake is even the starter. But if something were to happen to Kenyon Drake Caleb Balazs, if you look at the rest of the roster, looks like he's going to be in line for somewhere between eighteen and twenty touches a game. Yeah, I mean they drafted Miles Gaskin. We'll see what we seventh get. Seventh round pick, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, right. I mean I like something like, like late.
2: So yeah, I mean, Caleb Balazs is somebody who is big and fast. Remember, Frank Gore had one hundred and fifty six carries last year. So there's eleven per game, and it does not seem, regardless of whether people want him to be or not, it does not seem like Kenyon Drake. Has the, has ever gotten a coach that feels like he can be a workhorse.
1: That's part of my thing too, is that like, if Kenyon Drake, and there's good numbers, but if you look at last year, sure. Kyle passes along, last year only he and Christian McCaffrey were the running backs that had, uh, at least 500 rushing yards, at least 50 receptions and 5 receiving touchdowns. That's good company to be in. Sure. And yet, there's plenty of numbers you can paint with that would tell you he's good. Except for the ones that like, the coaches can't ever commit to him. So, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a strong play. It's a heavy-handed player with Kalen Balaj, but the idea is there's enough natural talent at 6'2", 237, good 40 time. Miami feels like one of those teams, Matthew, that it's going to be pretty clear they're going to be in audition mode this year. I'd rather take my chances on a guy like this. than well, Not wasting a draft pick on someone else. Well but when still. you think
2: about when you think about cost, by the way, in Kenyon Drake currently going as running back twenty six in the eighth round. Like I don't mind that cost either. Sure, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. But Belage is like literally dirt cheap. And as to your point, Cameron Wolf, who does a great job for us covering the Dolphins, uh, he's with Miami this year, basically saying like it's been an even split so far through camp. And I think that's what we expect. Is this a fifth 50- 50 50 split so you're telling me i can get half of a of a like and i'm getting him free with potential for more like because one of these guys could easily no pun intended run away with a job right
1: to your point it is audition mode in miami it's a chance i get it it's probably too strong maybe i'm overreacting to some of the things that i've read so far in training camp this year but it's you know at some point we we can't all just be status quo with our rankings. I mean, There's no fun for everybody.
2: I, like so, I met Kalen Blige two years ago at the NFLPA rookie premier, and he is a massive human being. Yeah, he's a beast, so, six foot two, two hundred thirty seven like pounds. Yeah. right. I mean, like Brandon Jacobs, sort of. He reminded me sort of a Brandon Jacobs, but just imagine Brandon Jacobs being fast, right? Because this is a guy that ran a four four six forty, right? And caught a bunch of balls at Arizona State. Like he's actually a better for a guy that size to be able to catch balls, like. Like, again, I get it. He needs to work on the efficiency. He needs to work on the vision. There are flaws in his game. But there's some serious potential with Kalen Blige if they can fix those issues.
1: Got some traits. And he may. it may be that the only player in Miami's roster that you can actually play week to week is a Dolphins running back if one of them emerges. Right. Because the pass catcher is Matthew. It's grim. Yeah. Who is there a pass catcher that you want to plant a flag on or you want to feel strongly about going into this year? The names of notes are obviously Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, Mike Goseki, the tight end. Is there anybody that at cost right now you're intrigued by the value? Because basically they're all going free. If I so plant a flag, no. Right. If I
2: have to pick one, if I have to pick one, I guess Kenny Stills, just because we've seen we've seen He's a good more, player. He's a good player. We've seen success from him um uh we've seen you know it's been inconsistent but we have seen some fantasy success from if him but is going to benefit
1: from a fitz yolo bomb it's going to be kenny
2: stills 100 percent. like very randomly surprisingly like you'll win some bar bets with this one kenny stills has six or more touchdowns in three straight seasons weird huh? i mean the right like i mean that, yeah. he's managed to get this uh among qualified quarterbacks He's 16 and he's he averaging 16 yards per catch for his career. He's fourth among qualified wide receivers, right? Only Josh Gordon, Deshaun Jackson, Tyrell Williams have better numbers over that stretch. You know, so right. Do you think about, especially if we think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter for some or the majority of this thing, if ever there was a YOLO quarterback and who's he looking for, it's Kenny Stills, who's the deep threat. I guess if I was in a deeper PPR league, I could see some Albert Wilson, you know who I think is going to be their slot guy this year. And if I knew Josh Rosen were going to start the entire season, I might lean towards Wilson. But at the moment, I have stills ranked ahead of Wilson. I'm not buying the annual, I believe it is annual, uh, Devontae Parker, this is the year hype.
1: I, Every no. year. What, what's like, the I think some people are just dusting one, off the articles from previous years and so updating the, uh, the fool years. Fool me one, shame on me. Fool me, t- or fool me one, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. What's fool, me fool me eight times, eight times? What, yeah, fool way eight times, and you have to get a Devontae Parker tattoo. Like that's the repercussion for fooling, being fooled eight times. Um I'm, Matthew, it's just hard to feel really strongly about a Dolphins pass catcher. We think this team is going to be struggling for wins this season. Could somebody emerge? It's possible. But right now, going into your draft, yeah. there are other teams yeah. with far better pass catching options you should be locked in
2: on. Yeah, and I've I've seen some people talk up Mike Goseki as sort of a sleeper tight end. Nice athlete. Yeah, I get it, but that's again until you see that offense and to see some consistency from Gusecki. I don't know. I think there are better flyers late at the tight end position, right. Than Gusecki.
1: I'm with you on that. So the Dolphins will see whether they can uh, prove the doubters wrong. Because uh, some people down there, I know Cameron has written, like this is not a team yeah. that's tanking this year, despite some of the uh, the roster flaws. They they want to win. Um, will be an interesting year there for the uh, Miami Dolphins.
2: 100. And I am uh, I am open to more Kalen Balaj puns. That's what yeah. I really need. Ooh, At Matthew like, Berry, uh, TMR, like we got the Bellagio, the Bellagio, the Balagio Mahal, the Bellagio Barrage.
0: I feel like that's sure more you can be do some with Kalen. names. I was thinking, I was trying to find a way that there was maybe like an alcohol where you're like, I'm drunk on, but I couldn't think of a, like an alcohol that had like a Bellagio kind of a name to it. Feel right. any craft beers that come to mind? Bellagio,
1: the go- ah, Balag- no Kalen like there's I'm sure there's a kale reference you could. Bake Ugh, into one right. of those. You don't like
0: kale? Um, Kale's
1: delicious. Matthew no.
0: drank a kale smoothie yesterday on the TV show.
2: True, this is a true story. So we had a joke around a kale smoothie. We had it like a Tom Brady <laughs> like goat kale smoothie thing, <laughs> and they brought they brought me an action. Like I didn't know what they was gonna do. I, I knew that that was the joke, and so that like the end of the sketch. By the way, new fantasy show up on ESPN Plus. My our uh, dominate your draft show. Uh with uh, me and Secret Squirrel there field you made an appearance. That's fun. Uh so we had a lot of fun. So uh check that out on ESPN Plus, of course I'm a company man. But they bring me this kale smoothie that I'm supposed to sip as the end of the joke, and they bring it to me and it's an actual kale smoothie. I thought they were just gonna bring me a cup, you know, and claim but it was actually and you could see it was like green and gross and it was a, it was a there clear, were like full chunks it was of a kale clear, in there. clear <laughs> plastic cup and it was full chunks of kale. And so like I, I got the straw and I just went and like I didn't actually suck any kale out of it. Like Daniel noticed it and I called me it. out on it afterward. <laughs> but like I, I just like I did the joke without like I like I did like a half suck and like so that no actual kale got into my mouth. So I thought we rest only half sure. sucked today. No, yeah. no healthy, um nothing healthy got into my body. You were all were, uh we had dodged that bullet. This engine
1: continues yes. to run. Yes, we on did. Diet we Coke did ha- we M&M's. half. We only
2: Right. We we did only half suck today my friend
1: we're going to try not to half suck tomorrow we're going to be really good if we can we're doing a double trouble preview the eagles and the cowboys which means plenty more zeke talk in the meantime daniel
0: in the meantime chief sando from our twitter stream has a comment he said uh keith why don't you take this one
1: yeah he says a ballage for when three people are talking about kaelin Balazs. not bad right there when That's we get right. Mike Clay and we do That's a little right. battle
2: of the Bellage yeah. takes,
1: that will be interesting. I, well,
2: but, listen, you have him even higher than I. I believe Field, myself, and Kalen are in a Bellage, a, a, What is it? à trois Bellage à trois I like that.
1: A Bellage à Not bad right there. Um, okay. Anyways, we are back tomorrow. Me, Kenyon you, Drake meantime. and Kalen in a à Matthew, me, back tomorrow. Double trouble. Oh. Can't wait. Big Bollage
2: brand from Thirsty Kyle. Oh, not bad.
1: Not bad. We're back tomorrow. Peace out.
0: You know 6010 Never gonna hustle
2: in case you didn't know Matthew Berry T M R You guys go ahead give me grief for being on Sports center
1: for 45 seconds I think you could do better than me cuz I don't think you could Jail-based. Yates. You, you're, you're you're terrible at hashtag improv. At at at, 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 at field Yates, At field gate. Stefania Bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. Secret
0: squirrel,
2: then you'll die.
0: Make 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 make, 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 make it happen.
2: Me. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO.
0: Today begins a journey toward a new you, Aries, making smarter, healthier decisions for yourself. Starting with going to geico.com and discovering you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance with GEICO. You will also attend your first fitness boot camp. Your journey toward a new you will stumble after your 11th burpee and ends with you hyperventilating in the parking lot. Tomorrow's a new day, Aries.
1: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.